Hello, everybody. Welcome. Becky left the chats. Season 0.5 or preseason wrap up slash launch party for our new podcast. So, um, what we've done is we've dumped all of our short little 91 mixtapes. We did the month of November, we did the month of December. They're not great, but we're trying and we figure might as well dump them out there. Sometimes people like to see that people have done a lot of work. Um, other times people like to laugh and just stumble upon things and listen to the old stuff. They're going to be cringy. We know that. Welcome. I am your host, Pat, along with my co-host. Hi, Pat. Still Jen. Um, if you didn't know, in the year 91, we couldn't get her to say her name, but we're trying. So today, we are going to run through our four monthly categories. So our categories every month that we're going to highlight for all the years of the 90s, our favorite decade, are music, games and fads, movies, and TV. Um, in that, we're going to add in lots of pop culture references, lots of, you know, looking back nostalgically about where we were in our life, different fads, cool Halloween costumes back in the day, stuff like that, because it's all circling back now. So having said all that, Jen, are you ready for today's podcast? I'm so ready for today's podcast. This podcast is a mixtape of 1991. Like I mentioned before, we only went into November and December, but now we're actually going into all of 91 in order to put up our kind of, you know, ultimate sleepover. So in the year 1991, probably was only allowed to sleep over at my friend's house. Definitely not at a girl's house. No way. And no way. So... I also didn't have the ability to make a mixtape. And for those that want to know the, the nostalgia of it, we kept it to the mixtape format. So a tape has two sides. Usually 30 minutes, I believe, at around this time before we get into the CDs. That might be 45 minutes. Mm. Then we get into the longer things. Listen, and... I had some 90-minute bed boys. Yeah, I don't know about a 91, though. Come on. So we're going to be doing... We're going to start today with our music section. And we're going to start with our mixtape. Jen and I both came to this party with our own mixtapes that we had not reviewed with each other prior to the podcast. My mixtape clocks in at one hour, one minute. You can cut off one minute of the last song. Um, <laughs> if needed, R.E.M., I love you. It's very realistic, though. That's what happened. But that's what happened, yeah. right? You kind of had to cut something or do something. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth, kind of talk about these songs, just give a little bit of reference of why maybe we picked them and what we enjoyed about them. And all this is going to be available um, on Spotify. We're going to share these playlists. And as we move into 1992 and beyond with our podcast, we're going to have out our running playlists and then our ultimate mixtapes for the end of the year. So you can kind of give us feedback, input. Um, I've never been a country person. I don't necessarily like that music. I, do, I don't know why. Right? You, you big into country, Jen? No. But, you know, it's funny. My first concert was Garth Brooks, believe it or not. But no, no, I'm not. I wasn't really. And I'm not huge into, like, gospel, not too much in soul, not too much in R&B, not too much. I mean, a good amount of rap, but not, like, enough. So, like, this is going to skew a little bit towards what we listen to. Uh, maybe and what we still listen to now, but we're really going to try to look at everything holistically as we go along. 
So if there's anything you guys think that we really flubbed on, I mean, it's the internet. You're going to destroy us. But we'll be glad that you're looking and that you're giving us something. Um, so I'm going to start. We're going to start here first with the music section. So in the music section, um, I want to get into the mixtape and I want to get into um, my mixtape. So my mixtape here is going to be, it's going to start with Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Mind. <laughs> uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch mm -hmm. It is Mark Wahlberg It is He is out there as an action star As a restaurateur um, His brother is still on <laughs> the, the Wahlbergers Still on Blue Bloods <laughs> Still living his best life um, We're here oh, His now. brother, by the way And KOTV I know Yeah. You know. Was a new kid And Marky Mark was with the Funky Bunch um, Good Vibrations It's just such a ridiculous banger. It just says mm -hmm. things are happening. Like, uh, dun, dun, dun. It's just, you're right there. That's, and that's probably the best yeah, thing it's you're going to get it's for great. me. Good vibes um, only. You know? Only good vibes. <laughs> so that's my first song. Jen, what was your first song on your playlist? Oh, my first song was Green Day, Welcome to Paradise. Um, from their album that came out before Dookie, Kerplunk, they also had Welcome to Paradise on that album and re-recorded it for Dookie. And I am a big Green Day fan, was a big Green Day fan, so I had to kick off my mixtape with a 1991 Green Day Delight, Welcome to Paradise. The, the two versions aren't that different. Like, it's, it's pretty similar. It's not. Cool. Yeah? I'm here for it. I then went with uh, a band called Temple of the Dog. Mm -hmm. which is a grunge collaboration with Chris Cornell and um, with Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Both bands just kind of starting and apexing up in terms of where they're going to be throughout our 90s listening um, event here. Uh, well, I went with Hunger Strike. Okay. Uh, which, uh, driving around the radio now in 2021, I heard that song today. I heard Did that you song really? this morning, today, on the local alternative radio station. 100% they played. <laughs> That's awesome. So this song's still going 30 years later, probably because it's 30 years, which is coincidentally why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and every once in a while, and by every once in a while, I mean every time I'm doing any kind of research, it hits me that this shit is all from 30 years ago, and it... It hurts. It stings. It's not great. But, but we're there. So my second song. And the reason I, I chose this Solid second... choice. We started the party. We had good vibrations. Are you going to sing it for here. us in case anyone doesn't... No. Okay, great. I mean, because I don't mind stealing bread from... The mouths of those that are decadent. Whatever. That's the best I can give you. Um, but we brought it up with the good vibrations. And we immediately just bottomed down a little bit with, with the hunger strike. Like, we're there with a, with a grunge mm -hmm. duo. Mm -hmm. Hunger strike. What was your second song, Jen? Boys to Men, Motown Philly. I mean, there it's it back is. back again. Dee, 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 dee. Was this, like, huge at your school? Was this huge in your circle? It was huge in my heart. I don't really know how my friends felt about it or my school. I... Love this song since I saw Stephanie Tanner and her dance troupe dancing to it at their recital on Full House. Like, I okay. loved, I don't know what, I love this song. I love Motown Philly, so okay. I had to put it on there. I still love it. It's a solid song. My third song on the mixtape, so you're listening along. We get Mr. Biggs, To Be With You. Ugh. Which you mentioned this song before, which you... That's, yeah, great, great song. It might just, be the song of both mixtapes. It might be the best song. I meant the best, but, like, the one that, yeah, again, that this, gets you right in the... Yeah, the one that you hear and you're like, yeah. Yeah. And, and and I, I am the one. I will wait on the line for you. And, you know, the other thing, too, you know, we didn't really kind of preface it at the top, but when you're just making a mixtape, 
and you just have, let's say you had access to all these songs at the time, because you'd have to have the tapes, or you'd have to have the radio, or you'd have to, you know, play, do the gimmick where you're listening to the radio to record when it comes on oh the radio. God, which the best. I did that probably when I'm 9, 10, 11. Do you have any of those song. still? Those tapes, no, but I mean, I definitely did it. Would you like to hear one of mine? Uh, we can later. Okay, yeah, we can later. Um, I mean, obviously not right now, but it is it is over the map. You hear some WBLI stuff. It's great. So it, it's 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 one of those songs, like, when you're putting all of this together, you have to remember, we had access, obviously, and you do as well, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube. You can set all this stuff up. But back in the day, this is what you had. So when you put this tape together, it was saying something about what you felt. Um, if you're just putting all fucked up which we're gonna get to a bunch of them like grungy metallica like wild songs that are just really sad it's saying no, something about your mood metallica wasn't grunge though no 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 no, no. I, i'm i'm thinking here's some of my later songs i'm saying like, gotcha, gotcha. metallica dark like metal oh everyone likes i mean everyone back then did like metallica they i know weren't, like I'm saying, typo negative or something think it's... if i said to you as a guy i'm like here i made this mixtape for you and it's just all these like ballady like sad like why like i mean it's happened you, you get it i mean it's happened to me I've, 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 yeah. i know and then you're like what is wrong with this person i think they need oh, psychiatric no, help no, no. Like, wow okay cool they got no i did not feel that way but yes I... anyway <laughs> as, as an adult i could say to be with you by mr big wonderful song oh, so good so good you're gonna wait on that line to be the next <laughs> as to long be as with it you. takes what you got what was your third song extreme more than words more than words i get oh that. such a both good of song them. It's like you can even slot either one in and both would fit into what we yeah, have here. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, like we mentioned before, Pearl Jam came out with an album called 10. Solid album. One of my one favorites of, the... of my childhood and growing. I mean, I just love 10. It's such a good album. One of the better albums yeah. I think that they put out. Of that, of the I'm 90s. not a huge, like I'm not. You're not a big Pearl Jam guy. No, I'm a Pearl Jam guy in the sense that I really do enjoy Pearl Jam and enjoy their longevity and enjoy their songs, but I'm not a guy that's going to be like, yeah, I had all the bootleg tapes from every gotcha. concert that they did, so like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with it with their fans like that. I don't want to do that. I just want to say I really I mean, enjoy I it. I would say it's a, it's, I wouldn't. it's a bad place to be. Have you ever seen them? Pearl Jam fans? Mm-hmm. No, Pearl have Jam? you ever seen Pearl you know, I've Jam? I've never actually seen Pearl Jam, but I did own multiple different albums from when they came to concerts where we grew up, so I have owned a bunch of them. Um... I, you know, we had to make choices, um, and I didn't go to a lot of concerts when I was in high school, so it was more like college, you had to make choices about maybe what you'd try to see, like in college in the summer, maybe you could see like one band, one show, uh, and I didn't really start going to shows so I was a little bit later, and basically most of my choices, as you know, were the Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters yeah. I've seen the Weez- Weezer a bunch, I've seen, um... I've seen a bunch of other bands, but I never did see Pearl Jam when they were in this 90s block of Pearl Jam. Now, gotcha. by the time I would have been able to have the money, time, income would have been like the later 2000s into early 2010s. And I, they weren't, I don't think they were the same band that at that, that this level. They re, uh, reinvented oh, themselves. Oh, their older stuff is great. They've been too. amazing. I mean, their newer stuff. Their like, newer stuff is awesome. I own a bunch of their albums. You know, we were still buying albums, but it's not something that like I would it say. Right it just wasn't like I was like, you know, I really want to go well, to a Pearl Jam concert. Like, you know, it's not. Them. You can't just go to, like, they don't do Ticketmaster. I know. You have to, like, go through their fan club. I know. It's, it's like a whole. It was yeah. a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pearl Jam 10 came out. And so my fourth song. So recapping, Good Vibrations, bringing it up. Then we're going to be hungry. With Temple of the Dog. Yeah. Then, who wants to be the next to be with you? 
I'm Mr. Big. I'm with Oceans by Pearl Jam. I yeah. really, really, really enjoy that song. Good it's song. not one of their, you know, it's not the top song from the album, but it's, you know, a couple of mine here will be those kind of a little bit of a of deeper cut, quote unquote deeper cuts, right? But not really, but just other songs that right. are. Right. I mean, it's not really deep. So I I'm one with Oceans from Pearl Jam. Yeah. Good pick. Okay. Who'd you go with? I went by, um, <laughs> I went a different way. Okay. I went with a not deep cut. CNC Music Factory. I'm gonna make you sweat. Till you bleed. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. <laughs> As we're listening, we listen to both these albums. Uh, both of our mixtapes. So I lose. Which I'm just gonna call out. You lied. You lied to our audience before, and you said this is the first time we're revealing them to each other. That's not true. We listened to them like a couple days ago together. Okay. But we did make them not. We did not make them together. So. That's what I meant. We do have so, an op- overlapping song. So, like, actually. we're more talking about yeah. why we made them, so that that is my fault. But we did listen okay. to these beforehand. So, I these did... These people need to know that you're going to lie to them. Then, it's okay. Yeah. But, but, it was, but it was more like, we're going to kind of break them down together, kind of mm-hmm. what we chose them and stuff. We didn't get into any of that when we put it together before. But no. we did listen to them once each, but I've heard these songs a million times. So, <laughs> as I was listening to, to Jen's... I did get wild Jack James vibes. <laughs> like Jen, like you just you have like the best of the '90s on yours here, but also at the same time they're like kind of like that second level from what I had, except for a few of my um, later songs. But it's so hard. There's so many songs that I like. Uh, my friend and I used to make up dances to uh, CNC Music Factory, and like for so like well in my heart, I like the alternative. I like the grunge. I love punk. It's still like 1991. Yeah, you gotta go. I did there? have a CNC Music Factory cassette, and like I need to put it on there. It needs to be on there. It needs to. Now, at the end. Yeah, end of November, right? I think. I believe so. Yeah. Which we kind of covered before, and yeah. one of my favorite songs is Queen with David Bowie, who's replacing him, singing "Under Pressure." Uh, I love that song, and so that's my next song. We go from Oceans to Under Pressure. I love that song. Um. Ice Ice Baby vibes? Yeah, well. JK. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean... It is funny, though, when you played me the mixtape, and I heard that song start, I'm like, is this Ice Ice Baby? Did that come out in 91? And yeah, then, of course, it's under pressure, and I'm like, oh, I'm an asshole. But, like, that, you know, it is what it is. So, um, I'm gonna go with Under Pressure. Would you go with? Uh, Two Princes by the Spin Doctors. Good song. Probably the best song. I know. I love that song. Love it. Love, love, love. I then grabbed a Cypress Hill track that I came upon and started listening to a bunch more in college. Um, and then when you Google and realize, you know, what it was at this time, guys, I'm only eight, so I'm not really having access to the full library and suite of explicit lyrics and songs <laughs> um, available. So I didn't know that, but I, you know, back back in the day. But I picked How I Could Just Kill a Man by Cypress Hill. Real good track. Enjoy that song. I picked <laughs> a solid one-hit wonder. One of my favorite one-hit wonders on my Jock Rock mixtape. Unbelievable by EMF. Yeah. Whoa! Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean that song. It, it, listen, it just makes you want to dance. I went with after that, so we just... How Did We Kill a Man? Then we went to Learning to Fly by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, that's a good song. Really good song. Uh, it's probably my favorite Tom Petty song, which... Really? 
Yeah, and it, it coincides because I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. I know that Dave Grohl loves Tom Petty, and you kind of get some of those, like, just the the arrangement there just seems like something that, like, the Foo Fighters were inspired by, right? Like, it just yeah. seems like, you know, like, you know, his learning to fly and then, like, learning to fly by the Foo Fighters are just hurting now. Obviously, they're hard. it's harder songs, but it's still, like, you, you seem like the spirit. I'd love one day to find out if any of that was real, you know, true or whatever, but I, I enjoy that song. So, learning to fly, Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. What'd you take? Guns N' Roses, Don't Cry. Great song. So you're going to take you from Unbelievable, I'm going to take you down and Don't Cry. Yeah, I love that song. I love That's a good, good I love a good ballad. And um, who doesn't love Guns N' Roses, you know? I went with, for my next song, we just learned to fly, and now we're going to learn about OPP. You know me. Who's down with OPP? <laughs> by Naughty by Nature. Naughty. Naughty. Naughty by, by Nature. Naughty. Naughty by Nature. You're so OPP. naughty. What'd you oh, take? Baby. Yeah, you. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Summertime. Summer, summer, summer. That song, I mean, that song is just. I mean, that's legendary. I've, I've been playing that song. I. Yeah, how can you. Playing that song forever. It's a and I will song. say this the one song I saw you put on your list was um, OPP. Yeah. Yeah, you know me. And that's the only reason it's not on my list, because I was going to put that on there, and I was like, oh shit, I can't if you're putting it on. But. So That's the only thing I saw. My next one is my favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper song, which is Under the Bridge. Which, Such again, a, yeah, if really you, like, you know, and now we're getting to that kind of weird little, like, if you're hearing this, you're thinking, does this guy need counseling section? Oh, no. It's just... It's, it's some of them. Some of them. because But, I mean, I'm making a mixtape, so I'm going up and down, up and down, but... What's the thing about music, right? Like, I feel like a lot of it is, um dark and about real issues and yet people will just sing it and love it and listen mm -hmm. to it and it's um and not think about it they're just no they're just because it's in the moment yeah experiencing it with the crowd so i picked under the bridge by the chili doors okay well i went from summertime chilling out drinking a corona by the pool to lithium by nirvana i grabbed the guns and roses song next mm-hmm mm -hmm. yesterday's Yesterday's. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Is that, is, is that all you get? That's terrible. That's terrible. I would edit that out. But <laughs> you're I mean, not gonna. Just, it was spontaneous, so it had to happen. But Yesterday's by Guns Guns N' Roses. Great song. I, I enjoy it from those albums that came out. You know, we talked about the double album, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Yeah. I went with Yesterday's. Um, sometimes you do something regretful, right? And you add a track to your mixtape that you listen to for years to come, and you're like... Wish I could change this song, even though I feel like I had to put I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred on my mixtape mm -hmm. directly after after Lithium. Maybe right. it doesn't really fit in there too well. Maybe, maybe it's not the best pick. I, don't I did what I did, and pick. I said what I said, and I am too sexy for my car and your hat and everything. Is it too New sexy? York and Japan. Is it too sexy to hurt? Yes. <laughs> I'm a model. You know what I mean? I, I do. Do my little turn it's, on my catwalk. It's, it's wonderful <laughs> where our brains went with this specific year and this catalog I, to pick it because it's like... it's. I have a specific memory of that song being on like MTV or VH1 or whatever and I'm in the living room listening to it. My mom's getting ready for work. She worked nights. And she starts singing it. And the visual of my mom singing I'm Too Sexy when I was like 10, 11 years old to this day is cringy to me. So, I mean, there's that. Okay, anyway. I went with, uh, my next song is Metallica, Nothing Else Matters, which again... So you have two Metallicas on there? 
No, no, I have one. Oh, okay, okay. Just nothing else matters. But we went from, yeah, we went from Under the Bridge, now we got Nothing Else Matters. Nothing Else Matters is a pretty dark song. I mean, I think a lot of the, I don't know, I mean, I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing a lot of wayward 90s youth probably really like Metallica. I did. Um, yeah. I was, you know, I probably listened to the song the first time in like 93 or 4, and I had the album. You know, I've been out a couple of years, think I got out of a used CD store or something like that. Um, but I just really gravitated towards the song more than the other songs, and it's just that that ballad that like. No, it's it's a great song. It's I mean, an awesome song, awesome yeah. arrangement, especially back then. It was one of the coolest things that ended up happening later on. I mean, you know, there's a lot that goes on with Metallica, uh, but when they do no. Metallica S and M, it's unbelievable. Like the first time that I ever heard that, like I got that, and I was like, man, they're playing the symphony orchestra. Like this is awesome. Um, that's that's later on down the line when they play all their big ones, but it's yeah. so cool, and it's just. Music, music is so much different. I mean, we'll we'll wrap that up when we get on, you know, at the end here. But music is just so much different, you know, because you could just listen to it all now that it's not the same. It's not the same as when something was coming out that you never heard, or maybe you heard one single. It's so different now. It's like, oh, here's all the songs. Oh, I can click through and press a button. You had to listen. You had to skip it if you didn't want to want to dive through the song. You know? Yeah. Well, especially before different CDs, experience. you know, you yeah. really had to listen. But even even with CDs, you'd listen to the whole CD. I mean, now it's just. Everything is so accessible. And it was how because, the artists yeah, put it together. Yeah, it's you know? wild. Like how it's wild. they get presented it to you. So I, I went with Nothing Else Matters. Love that song off that album. That's my favorite song off that album. So. Cool, cool. I um, My next song, right after I'll Just Remind You, I'm Too Sexy by I Said Fred, mm-hmm. is Black by Pearl Jam off 10. Love that song. So, that's my favorite song yeah. on that album. I mean, yeah. obviously, I like Alive. I like Even Flow. I like Jeremy. Those songs are the... Uh, you can't... But Black is just so, ugh. Like, if I listen to it and just, like, focus on it, like, just listen to it and not do anything else, it'll it'll tear me up every time. Beautiful song. I really, this whole, that whole album, I might give, you know, I'm going to drop, I I would, you know, this year we're not going to do the same kind of awards we're going to do next year where we're actually going to have months where we're going to be hitting up all these albums, shows, things, talking about the best stuff. But I, I would consider that probably, 30 years later, probably the best of the albums that came out, potentially. One of them, yeah. That yeah. I liked. That I liked. Overall. Uh, of that year, you mean? Or just, just in general? Of that in year, life? of 91. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, oh, oh I really enjoy this song. That, um, never mind. It's... Not, well, it's, t- it's tough. It's There's tough. so many good it's, albums it's this really year. Tough. But, um, it's really tough. Because yeah. um, my next song now... So I... Uh, and we're going to be liberal here throughout this time period. If the CD came out, which means that my mom might have got it from me for Christmas or not, or the cassette. Okay, all right. So this is Poison, and I went with Every Rose Has Its Thorn uh, live, because it didn't actually come out this year, but that live album came okay, out this year okay. of the song. So since the album came out, that's how we're going to I'm going to say that counts. I'm going to say that counts. Came out in 91. Um, Every Rose Has Its Thorn, live. Great, just great recording, great track. Such a good song. Wonderful song. It's just... You know, and just to add it here, like we just took the low with nothing else mattered, and now we have every rose has its thorns. Yeah. My next song, after Black Rifle Pilgrim, is um something a song called "How Could I How I Could Just Kill a Man" by Cypress Hill. You also picked the same song. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And did you, I mean, I really heard that song. Everybody would play that in the college dorms. They just oh, yeah. So, yeah. So that was uh, absolutely. Everybody should be smoking. Like I said, I was song. also going to pick um, OPP, but you, I saw that you picked that, and I saw you pick the Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Otherwise, 
I probably would have both of those too. But uh, yeah, the songs were. So. How could you? How could I? How I, I could? Here it is. Boom. Boop. <laughs> so the second to last song here, um, and the last full song, is from Nirvana Nevermind. And it's something in the way, which I think is one of the most haunting. Yeah. Melodic. Like, just something in the way. Like, it just is oh, so, again, so, like, it's being played right now with the new Batman trailer. Like, they're doing Batman right now with Robert Pattinson, and they're playing that song. Like, like really? Or are you just saying that figure? No, I'm 100% serious. Wow. Like, they're playing wow. that song right now with the new Batman That's trailer. That's unbelievable. You know, it's funny because... Like, it, it's just such a, like... Like, so when I was looking at Nevermind, I'm like, okay, I need to pick a song and I really wanted to pick something the way, cause I always like the really depressing songs. I, I believe you. I, it's just, I, I was like, but that almost seems too dark. So I went with lithium and then you presented something in the way and I was surprised because I feel like usually I gravitate towards the things that are darker I love that and song. then you come out here and you tell me that it's on the Batman trailer and, um, yeah, the, that's wild. I'm gonna watch Batman that movie. when we're done with this uh, podcast. I'm gonna watch that. That hasn't even come out in twenty. The, the new movie in twenty twenty two, which they're trying to tap into like a nineties like grunge, like Batman is like grunge allegedly. Like that's like his. Oh, it's cool. I'm actually really excited about this new Batman. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited in the sense that you know it's nice to I guess see more of our kind of contemporaries taking these things. Yeah, but yeah. Like, in his mind, like, Batman listens to, like, Kurt Cobain. He's just, like, doesn't want to be seen by anybody, doesn't want to be talked to by anybody, like, like Bruce Wayne does, and literally something in the way I, I love the song. That's a, it's a beautiful song. So I mean, just, how could you not? It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but you know what I was thinking that we should talk about? What's that? Let's talk about sex. And baby. You and you me. You are just a... Salt and pepper. Just a, a sexed up young vixen. At this point in your life. You know? I'm 10. (laughs) Oh, that's not be crazy. But, um, yeah. Like, who doesn't like salt and pepper, you know? Salt and pepper. Pepper! And then, uh, my last song, bringing in at one hour, one minute. But again, we could, unfortunately, cut off a minute if we had to, I guess, of R.E.M. Because we're not going to cut off something away. But, Shiny Happy People. Oh, my God, we both end with R.E.M. Okay. Shiny Happy People. Oh, they're holding. Yeah, again, They're terrible. They're holding hands. Yeah, shiny happy people. Um, so I have two songs left because I picked, uh, I guess, shorter songs. Um, no effects off their album Ribbed, Together on the Sand. We walk hand in hand on the beachfront. I mean, that's... that's it a is a silly no effects song. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really sound like no effects. It's a little... There's a lot of innuendos in there. Um... Cute little one minute song on their on their album Ribbed, How to Pick It, and then my last song, REM Losing My Religion. I loved that song. Really good song. It just when I was younger, uh, it was one of my favorite songs, and I was like, I loved it, and I remember feeling guilty about loving because I'm like, is it bad to lose your religion? I don't know. But I know what we're gonna say. Well, I was gonna say two or three of your songs because I didn't want to interrupt you. Like that that was my fault. But two or three of your songs, like. Your Guns N' Roses song, your Pearl Jam song, and that song, like the R.E.M. song. Those were some of my favorite songs growing up. And mm-hmm. then just at like some point, 
like I lost some of that whatever whatever it was that like gravitates towards those songs and went to some of their other songs but their art like at that this time period their music is so good that it speaks to just different different vibes you know all from the same kind of like musical yeah. tree right because that, that's the kind of sounds that we're into at this point so well it's you know I will say it's hard to make a quote unquote mixtape now as we're grown adults of music that came out when we were so young because like half like half of this music I'm picking from as a young person where I'm like oh my god I was 10 or 11 and I remember hearing this song and I I loved it some of it I'm picking as a teenager, like the Nirvana and, and the Pearl Jam, that th- these were the songs I loved then. And some of it I'm looking back now and being like, oh no, I still I still really like like Two Princes. I still like love losing my religion. So it's kind of it's it's hard. It's not like you're picking it you're kind of like, you know, because you know what it is, is like back then, and I think that's part of what this exercise was, and, and that's part of what this was all about. Back then, when you're doing it, you have access to what you have in front of you. So I know that I mentioned that before, and now we're going to kind of come here as we wrap our little music section and our music party here. But um, when the way things were is you had to think about what you were going to get and also source that music. So if I was going to, you know, a lot of times what would end up happening is, at least with me, if I knew somebody as I'm getting older that had a CD or a tape, you would tape their tape, their master. So now you'd have that album. And then oh, you'd yeah, when make you had the mixtapes. So you had that sweet stereo setup where you had yeah, two tapes. Exactly. So you'd only have so much available to you at any one given time because you do not have the computer and you do not have unlimited resources. So you only have so much available. So if your friend didn't listen to this album and you didn't buy it, you might not have access to it. So it really made, sometimes when you made a mixtape, you'd end up having, like, maybe 30 minutes of new stuff you wanted, and then you put old crap on it, or old stuff. Like, because I, I don't want to say crap, because it's not crap, um, but just older th- music. Just music that you're like, I have room. Oh, uh, I guess I'll just drop the back half of whatever album on here, because I have room. So it's just a different way to do things. It's, it's, it's really wild how things have changed, because you really... Um, these songs were put together and composed by someone and put on a track list for a reason. To have you listen to it in that order. Not to have you skipping around and pressing random and pressing play and pressing whatever. Um, going to the next track. So hopefully our lists, which we'll have available in the liner notes, you guys will enjoy them. Um, we tried. We tried to give you 91. 92, listen. it's going to be a little bit different. But you can grab these playlists. Enjoy them. They, we enjoy listening to all this music to get it to you. For this podcast. Yeah. That's we it. We did. Is that it? <laughs> no, you're like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you didn't have fun listening to some of these older songs? Oh my God, no. I had so oh, much fun. fun. Actually, it was... I'm impressed that my... So originally, I was like, we should pick 10 songs. Or 12 songs. We should pick a number of songs for a mixtape. And pick a number of songs. And you were very adamant that you wanted the mixtape to be an hour. Because of, that's like how a mixtape is. And I was so frustrated with this. Because I'm like, that means I got to time each song and do this and do that. And then we just went on Spotify and created a playlist. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's actually not that bad. And I wound up with 15 songs, which is way more than I thought I could have. And it was still so hard to, like, shave it down to only 15. Like, I wanted to add so many more songs. Um, and it was actually, it was really fun. It was really fun to try and... 
pick 15 songs or an hour's worth of songs. From and, and I think, I think the best part is as we go further here on, on our podcast and going through all this, as we go into the, you know, through the 90s and then who knows if it keeps going, the 2000s, whatever, as we go, this gap of picking these songs versus what you're going to know, because I can tell you by like 94, I owned like a lot of the albums that I know that came out in 94. Like I'm not going to spoil anything, but I own the album. So it's going to be very easy for me to put this mixtape together. It's going to be like, I had those songs. I can say this is where I heard this or that is where I heard that. And that's just going to keep escalating. Here is like me looking back and going, wow, this song came out in 91. That's, that's wild. Because yeah. I listened to that song in college. I listen to this song now. Yeah, well, that's what happens, you know? You know? That's what especially happens with... when they're doing the remaster. Like, they especially... just did Nirvana remaster, and they had... Yeah, especially you know? with good music. Like, it doesn't yeah. die. I, I mean, obviously. Like, the music essentially is going to go away after the year comes out. And it's um, it's still wild to me that um, When a Man Loves a Woman came out the same year as <laughs> Smells Like Teen Spirit. Like, I don't that's... think I'm going to get over that anytime soon, but... Yeah, and that's, you know. that's what Smells Like Teen Spirit was. Now, um, we are going to move on to some movies. So, as we know, we discussed movies, um, you know, on a, on a couple different podcasts. Um, what we're going to do here is a little bit different. We're just going to kind of talk about two movies in 91 that we're going to put into our time capsule. That, you know, we're gonna, we, we just want to keep these movies. Now, that doesn't mean that Terminator 2 Judgment Day is one of the greatest movies ever, right? Well, these are just it movies that It doesn't mean we... Hook isn't one of my favorite movies, no. but... These this are movies is, we felt like watching during a sleepover, and that's it. Yep. Where I'm like, you know, I think everybody might enjoy this. I think everybody might like this. It's a cool movie. I, I took Point Break. I love Point Break. I think it's a wonderful movie. I think it hits all of the, like, especially now, nostalgically, like, ironic silliness of all of it. Oh, yeah. It's got Patrick Swayze in it. It's got him going against Johnny Utah, the one and only. Johnny Utah. Keanu Reeves, who is just having every moment, and I'm here for it. Love isn't, Keanu Reeves. Isn't Tank Girl in there? I believe she is as well. Ugh, I feel horrible. I don't know her name. I, I, I believe it's... Uh, it was, uh, I'm getting it. I'm Lauren getting it. Petty, I believe. Ooh, I think there is a Petty in... Yes! I believe she's in the movie, but I'm not 100%. But I believe it's like Laura Petty. Lauren Petty? Laura, um... Hi. I have a problem that I had a uh, memory I have a memory of like a, like a, an old IMDB page for the, all these like 90s into the 2000s movies I own them, I saw them um am I right? you do have an insane um memory for yeah, Lori Petty Lori, Lori Petty, I'm sorry. Lori, Lori, Lori Ms. Petty, I'm yeah. sorry but listen, Lori Petty, we love Point you. Break I will spoil nothing. They made a remake. <laughs> I just... This is the movie that I'm putting in my time capsule. Uh, it, it's, it's again... Is it the movie that I've seen the most since that time? I don't know. I've seen Terminator 2 a lot. I saw that movie in the movie theater. I did not see Point Break in the movie theater. I saw that when I was older. Yeah. Just, I just fucking love that movie. Catherine Bigelow gets an Oscar later on in life. Really? Yes. She did Zero Dark Thirty. She's the one that directed this. Do you know why I... Um... I like that movie, even though it doesn't seem like a movie I would like. Why? Because I have... I love surfing movies. There I love is. surf culture. I have never, ever in my life even touched a surfboard. Never put my foot on a surfboard. I'm pretty much terrified of being murdered by a wave. Hmm. 
um, loves love surf culture. So that movie, I I always I've always had a soft spot right in my heart for it. Point break. Yeah. I love my movie. That's really a good do. movie. I wow, just really is it is it a good movie? I don't know. It's an, it's <laughs> enjoy. I I remember it fondly. It had some re- really awesome stunts. Really awesome stunts. Like the surfing scenes are awesome. It's a good movie. <sighs> Surfing's so cool. Listen, surf culture is so cool. You basically get up early. Go to the beach with a surfboard, have wild hair, look hot, surf on a wave, eat tacos, smoke weed, drink a beer, hang out with your friends, and say dude a lot. Like, what the fuck is cooler? Not much. Don't kill me if you're a surfer. I, I really, like, I mean this very, like, I'm, I don't know anything about surfing. I will just say the one thing I think is really cool about this movie, especially when you watch it now, is like all of this had to be shot with actual films and actually set stuff up. And I think that's the one thing that no matter how cool, I'm a huge, like, huge nerd, love all the stuff, um, and all current nerd culture, but a lot of the CGI, you're there really hoping for a good story and that things look cool and things look like what you thought they would as a kid. This is like real stuff. Yeah. Real right. effects. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, and we're definitely going to see Keanu again in uh, another movie that I could Who? be putting in. Keanu, I don't, I don't Keanu. know I've never seen him anymore. In speed, I can't wait. But <laughs> um, I'm bringing with me from 91, taking it with me. I'm taking point break. Sorry, Terminator. Sorry, 91. You you lost your point break. I'm taking point Pat's break. taking it away. What movie would you take? Don't tell him the babysitter's dead. Ooh. Oh, I love that movie so much. Why? I loved it. You know, the thing I think I really loved about it is... Oh, I hated being treated like I was incompetent because I was young. And I thought it was so fucking cool that Christina Applegate's character was like, I'm going to go get a job, I'm going to dress all business, and I'm going to take care of shit, even though I'm 17 or however old. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? I just I thought it was so cool and like, I really love this movie. But it was such a fun movie. <laughs> Dishes are done, man. It's you just, say that all the time. I say that every time I do the dishes. I say, dishes are done, man. Like, literally almost ever. It just stuck in my head. And, um, I don't know. I just, I think it's a really fun movie. Obviously, there's a dead babysitter. Not great. She's also, like, 85. Like, what parents go out of town and hire an old lady like that? No offense, old ladies who listen to our podcast. We love you. But, like... This was such, like, an 80s artifact you know. movie, too. Like, it's made in 91, but it's such, like, an 80s plot. Like, it just is. some old person dies, and we're just not even going to get into, like, how death, like, and decay and the disgustingness of it. Because, like, come now, they're I more know. like, yo, like... It's like Weekend at Bernie's, like, just a dead body. Yeah, it's, it's like, cool. but that's not it's how... And, like, everybody knows from every Discovery Channel show, like, that's a mess. Yeah. Well, if it was like that, I wouldn't love this movie. Like, I don't... Because it's 80s. Because I couldn't like, stomach that. But this movie doesn't give me any of those grosses. It's just like, oops, we're on our own. How did it happen? Uh, well, we got to figure out a way to make these kids on their own. How about a babysitter dies because she's very old? Why do your 17-year-old... Why do your teenage kids need a babysitter? They're obviously old enough to... So if you repackage this movie now, like, just think... Just, like, this movie, this is a, there's a rotting corpse. I know. 
I thought about that when I picked it too. Like everything like, now, but it's just so but... good because it was just like, nah, we're gonna <laughs> overlook that. This is like you said, this is our plot device. Like dead babysitter, here we are. But um, did you like that movie? I did. It was a good movie. I, I thought it was a silly movie. It's it silly, good. but it's it was like you know. I said, it was a weekend at Bernie's with kids. So, um, all right, so that will wrap our little movie section. Again, these sections are gonna be a little bit different next year, preseason, season launch year but yeah but we'll actually like watch the movies to have more because i'm pretty sure there was maybe an inappropriate romance going on i don't know and don't tell my babysitter's head it's her but uh you know i did you know what the movie is relax so it's been it's been a minute but you know we are gonna actually we're gonna do two things we have been playing the past three days on super nintendo which came out this year fuck yeah super mario world Mm mm-hmm we're not very good but we've been playing. Yeah. As long as you keep playing, you can... Yeah. Every time you die, it lets you start in the same world again. So it, it's... Huh. I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I was playing it. And I died. Multiple times. And I think I looked at you and I said, this is where my fucking anxiety comes from. Yeah. In life. Like, my, this is where my soul... My, my from, anxiety from, disorders from originated. Like, I legit wanted to take this controller and throw it as a grown-ass adult woman. I wanted to throw this controller into the wall as hard as I possibly could. And I didn't, when I, but I wanted to. When I think about what video games were, like, so it would take a special kind of nerdy to get so good at these Mario games that you can beat them. But then, like, be able to use that as a tangible skill to say to, like, a girl later on down the line, like, yo, I can beat all the Mario. You'd have to find the right one to be like, yo, I, I can beat I guess he didn't Mario. know me. I guess he didn't know me. That's the point, though. But I'm just saying, I had no patience for Mario because I'm like, yo, what does this do? This never ends. And you know me as a person now. You know me for years. Like, this is the kind of shit that would drive me crazy. Like, Mario games drive me crazy. I love watching people play them because I love, like, the intricacy about how it's all hand-eye coordination. I just don't have it. Um, but we've been playing Mario, so... <laughs> he gets all frustrated. I, so I throw control. My mom would, like, take the Mario from me, Super Mario, because I would just throw the controller. I get so angry. That's why I have vague sympathy when I see the videos of the kids throwing their controllers now, except the difference is, I'm like, yo, like, when I threw my controller at the TV, the TV was a glass tube. The TV won. It's the same... It's no, but the, the TV won. for them, though. No, now these kids take the controller and throw the TV, and they burst over oh, the, the oh. TV. Like, yeah, but, TVs like, it's won. not the kids. It's the same impulse. Like, it's not like when you're having that impulse to throw your controller at a tube TV or at a flat screen, it's not like you're going to stop and be like, wait, will this break the screen? No. Throw it. Yes, don't. You just fucking But my it. point is, like... You see the videos, and you're like, yo, that kid just broke, like, a 70-inch TV. And it's like, yo, that's rough. Oh, no, Whereas, listen, I'm not saying it's not rough. I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying I didn't break a bunch of Nintendo controllers. Ooh. That's all I'm saying. But, um, so I brought that to the party. That that was my game slash uh, thing to bring to the party. Jen, what did you bring? I do have one word about that. What's that? Yoshi. I know, that's why I brought uh, it. Yoshi and the cape. And the cape. The worst, though, is that when you go into the next board and you don't have your Yoshi, and there's Yoshi apples waiting for you, and yeah, you're like, you're like, fuck! If I just had my Yoshi! Like, I fucked this up. I brought MASH. What is MASH? Did you ever play MASH? No. Okay. So MASH is a stupid game that you play when you're a kid. 
okay. in like fifth grade. Right. And you have a piece of paper and you write MASH on it. And MASH, it's an acronym, it stands for Mansion, Apartment, Shed, House. Okay. Okay. And then you write three people that you want to marry when you grow up. And then one person that you don't. Okay. Three jobs you want. So this is like F, Mary Kill, but not good. It's like Fuck, Mary Kill. But not good. No, it's fun. It is good. Okay. Shut your mouth. Okay. Okay. Jobs. Three jobs you want. A job you don't want. Cars. Same thing. Places you want to live. Same thing. How many kids you want. Same thing. And then you do a swirl. Draw. And then. So like I draw the swirl and you tell me when to stop. And I do a diagonal line through it. And mm-hmm. count the, the lines it goes through. I got nine. And then we go through nine. Cross out every ninth one till you have a place. A, you know. A structure to live in. A person to marry. A job. Car. A place to live and how many kids you have. So. So you took the liberty of creating one of these for me? For you. I okay. made this for you. Okay. You gave me some input, but not as much as I would have liked. Okay. But it is what it is. I gave you Saved by the Bell Girls to marry. Okay. You got Kelly, Jesse, Lisa, and Tori. Okay. Okay. I don't think any of these are horrible enough. But we'll just let it fly. Okay. Because, like, really what you want to do is, like, Kelly, Jesse, Lisa, and then I'd, like, give you, like, Mr. Belding or something. Like, if it was me. If it was me and I was doing a, a boy version of, like, a, a girl to boy, like, boys mm-hmm. from Saved by the Bell, it would be Zach Slater. Um, I'd have to think of another. Uh, oh, so you wouldn't want Screech? Well, Screech would be the one that, you know, unfortunately wind up with Screech. Okay, no so offense, Zach Screech. Slater, Shawn Michaels, and Screech. Well, Shawn Michaels wasn't in Saved by the Bell. It would be like Al Jesse's stepbrother. Like someone who's not Screech. No no offense, Dustin Diamond. Okay. R.I.P. We love you. Okay. So now we go through every night, so we're going to do it. Okay. So as we do this, we can talk about some of the TV we watched. No. From 91. Because this is... Okay. I have a better idea. Jen, why don't you go through... Jen. Yes. Why don't you go through the jobs? Why don't you go through the categories? Then we'll take a quick break. When we get back, you can give a rundown of how it all shook out. Okay. So, I talked about your ladies. Okay. We know what your structures are. Mansion, apartment, shed house. Okay. Jobs. You picked podcaster, sports journalist, pizza shop owner, and you said you wouldn't want to be a garbage man because you don't like garbage. Right. Okay. Cars. We got a Stingray. Mm Mm-hmm. A 1993 Taurus, which you'd have to go into the future to get, but that's okay. Don't know why you picked that, but I love you. Respect you. Respect your choices. 1997 Caravan, again, future. Respect your choices. Sounds a little rapey, a little rape vanish. I own both those cars. That's why I picked them. You had a 1997 Caravan? Yeah. It was like my parents' car. Drove it all around. It was a 97 Caravan. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed, to me pick, you're supposed to pick your dream car. Would you like to choose two other dream cars? I gave you a Stingray. Just so we're clear, I'm an adult. You asked me things, and I named the top three podcasts I had just listened to. Well, top two podcasts, and then I'm like, oh, I'd like to make pizza. Like, I don't know okay. what you're talking about. Do you want to pick two dream cars instead of a no. 93 Taurus and a 97 no. Caravan? No, people get it. When you're an adult, you play this with, with what you got. Okay, and the Dodge Dart. Yeah, I don't want a Dodge Dart. Okay, places to live. You have Wilmington, North Carolina, Long Island, New York, Woodstock, New York, and I threw in Flint, Michigan. This is not, this game is supposed to be like Hawaii, but I French didn't, Riviera. I didn't want to play the game. London. Okay. 
But you, you could... And you, kids, you can have nine kids, two kids, zero kids, or ten kids. Okay. Okay. Well, so we're going to do this, kids. We'll be right back. We back. What happened? Okay, well, Where'd I, I end up? All right. Are you ready to hear about your future? This is... Where, where are you going to end up? I just want to be clear. This sounds like the coolest game. Oh, my God. It's the coolest. I was like, all the girls play this at the sleepovers because this is just... This is something. They this probably don't something. now because the internet exists. But in in the 90s, we sure did. All okay. the time. I bet you, and I will find... I bet you I can find an old match from my childhood somewhere. And I'll, I'll find it and I'll present it to you. And it's going to be embarrassing, but I will do Take it anyway. Take a photo, put it on the internet. It'll last forever. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway. You're going to live in a house. Cool. In Wilmington, North Carolina. Dope. With your wife, Kelly Kapowski. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. Big winner there, right? Um, you have two kids. Okay. Unfortunately, you are a garbage man. Okay. And you drive a Dodge Dart. Which, I'm not going to say is that much worse than a 93 Taurus. So, boom. There's your life. We did the thing. You did it. Well, it's funny you brought up Saved by the Bell. And it's funny that we're here on a podcast feed called Becky Left the Chat. Is so, it, our last... Is it funny or is it intentional? Hmm, be mm. careful. So, our last um, roundup here, our last category for our year-end review for 91 is TV shows. As you know from the other feed, we're going to kind of talk about TV shows, talk about big kind of current events that happen on the television, because there's a lot of cool stuff in the 90s, but... Our podcast is called Becky Left the Chat. The 90s had AOL. AOL had, you know, AIM. They had the little guy that would leave. AOL Instant Messenger. They had chat rooms where it would actually say someone's name. Um, you use AOL to connect to the internet to get to these chat rooms, but in a chat room, say somebody left. Becky is a duck in a very famous Say by the Bell episode, Cold Pipe Dreams, which came out this year in 1991. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Jen, you want to give me a rundown of this episode? Ugh. This episode makes me really sad. Because I loved Becky. I did. But what happened to her? She died. How? Oil. Why? Greed. No, I'm going to say the one thing that actually, like, has always stuck out to me from this episode, where basically they find oil in... Bayside High's football field. Football, 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 football field, and um, they decide to extract said oil to become rich, and then the school's gonna be the richest school in the world. And um, in doing so, they kill all of the animals in the Bayside High pond. Becky being one of them. Named after Mr. Belding's wife. Named after Mr. Belding's wife because he named her Becky, and his wife's also Becky. So there it is. But um. Yeah, so the one thing that always stood out to me about this episode has nothing to do with Becky, which, or, or the whole thing, it's, and it, is it Jesse is, like, protesting them drilling for oil, right? Because she's an environmentalist and she's... Correct. Right. So, I always remember this. She's protesting it. And she's talking about how bad it is to drill for oil and blah, blah, blah. And it just destroys the environment and this and that. And it's true. Like, I'm not, you know, like, it's, like, in my heart. Like, I'm an environmentalist, too. But, um, and Slater looks at her and goes, are those earrings made out of plastic, Jesse? Like, how do you think they make plastic? Like, you need oil to make plastic. And 
for some reason, my whole life, I've remembered that and been like, man, so it doesn't matter how hard you try to fight something, like, it is, this shit is everywhere, right? Like, the big issues in life, it's like, you're gonna buy into them even if you really don't want to. And also, like, if you really want to make a difference, you have to be extremely, extremely careful about where you put your dollars, right? Because, like, anyway, so that's something that I've always remembered that. For some reason, that. that has stuck with me my whole life. And it's not that I'm some crazy great person who never orders off Amazon Prime or buys plastic or anything like that, but it, it has actually stuck with me. And I do think a lot of uh, about my decisions and how what kind of things I buy and from where. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that crazy? It's just that one it, thing. It was a kid's show. They were yeah. trying to teach you these things. It really, I mean, it affected me. For real, to, to this day, so. I just love this episode, love all the episodes, just because uh, the kids are clearly too old to be kids, or they're the <laughs> oldest looking kids I've ever seen in my entire life, right? Um, I definitely up to that point. And it's just silly hijinks. And it was always on after school. I enjoyed it. This one was really psa you know, public service announcement E. Uh, the other one that we also watched, not what we're named after, is There's No Hope With Dope also came out this year with John and Dakota. I um, know all about the evils of marijuana and saying no to drugs. We, also, like, are we calling marijuana dope? Is that what's happening? That's it. There, okay, there's no hope with dope. So that <laughs> one came out. We also had the Casey Kasem Rockymentary that we watched right. about how Zach dreams that they are all, you know massive rock stars jesse wasn't there because she hurt her knee in real life is that is that why she wasn't in that yes yeah she. i've always wondered that i've always been like "Mm -hmm." is she just not musically but then i'm like no she was because she was musically they were all lip syncing i know but i was come on now i mean i know but i always wondered why she wasn't there she would have played a saxophone she would not have played a saxophone she's better than a saxophone instrument no offense to saxophone players out there i think you're wonderful and uh, what was the other? We watched four. What was the other one we watched? Uh, Becky the Duck. There's no hope with dope. The Casey Kasem. Um. Doot, doot, doot. Oh, we watched Ooh. the last episode at Malibu Sands. Oh, that's right. That's right. With the Karosis. Because this season in 1991, and NBC, and Mr. Tartikoff, who was in the No Hope with Dope episode he's the guy at the end yeah the guy that runs it because of course mr belding a high school principal picks up the phone makes a call we get him there so he's there um in their infinite wisdom they decided at least in the first part of the season to weekly release one episode where they're like in the summer like working at like a beach resort run by mr carosi and then the next episode was actually an episode in school yeah, no, I remember that. Like I remember that. Or whatever it was. And I think that was like confusing. Very confusing. But the thing is, is that you know, LA and Malibu aren't that far apart. So like, it's really like it feels like they're in like a vacation land, and then they're back home. But really, like, but it's, it's more the time is the issue. It is nothing. It's like here's an episode, and they're like on vacation, and then here's the next episode, and they're in school. You know what? No. Nineteen ninety one called. <laughs> they don't want their logic back. <laughs> But um, we we did watch that one because those are just great and and of course the uh, the Queen of Queens is on that Leah Remini Stacy Grossi so yeah she's great it's just wonderful those are wonderful episodes we love Saved by the Bell and again our name is Becky Love the Chat 
And it's a take on a chat room as well as a duck that died Ugh, due to Cal's Star Oil. Poor duck, man. So we had to commemorate that episode here in our TV roundup. So yeah. that brings us here to the end of our 1991 mixtape party release event. This may or may not be released with the first batch of stuff for the preseason. We may just launch it as our first podcast of this, this year for season one. But um, it is the 91 wrap-up. Is there anything else you want to leave, say, or do give to 91? I don't think so. I mean, I think I think we covered two solid months and then a, did a quick look over of the whole year and... Uh, just like 2021, I'm I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to get to 1992. Oh, you know what they always say, Jen. Anything is possible in the World Wrestling Federation. And some may say that Montreal was a work. This podcast was brought to you by You are back to credit every month. But there's our credits. We hope you enjoyed. And us production.